When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. about embers 
This one, you start with piano chords in a melancholy way with a haunting violin. And so, you know, again, a different kind of intro, which I love about your album. Yeah. So this song was written to really encapsulate the sensation of what it means to either be working with one or two other people in close cahoots as musicians, performing musicians, or most importantly, as a community. Like that really feels like a song that's written from a community perspective. It actually came from a comment by one of my non-musical mentors, you know, about the way musicians work together, even just wholly professional relationships. There's this, there's this aspect to it that, you know, there's a shared body and that's the music. It's not a child. I don't give birth to these things. The idea of a shared body being the song is the basis for where that song came from. And then, you know, obviously there's lyrical elements to that that are just taken from centuries of songwriting. You know, like the only thing I ever owned is borrowed. And that's not original to me. That concept has existed in many songs over time. And in this particular song, at a very basic existential level, I'm talking about the body. You know, it's like it is in some ways, the only thing we own. And yet, you know, we take it on and we have to leave it behind. So it's really borrowed. And songs are borrowed too. You know, even if the person dies, the song continues to exist. So it's not something that's indistinguishable from the person. You know, we create these things sometimes with other people. The idea of the shared body being the song is is really the root of that one. You start so many of the lyrics with let's, 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 you know, and it's let us, you know, it's very much of a call to community. The thing I love about this song is how crystal clear and pure your voice is. Some people hate to hear their own voice on recording. And I guess to be a songwriter and a performer, you got to learn to live with it and perhaps love it from the get-go. <laughs> I don't know where you fall on that, but <laughs> your voice on this is so crystal clear and beautiful. I just love it. And it's part of the album throughout, but this particular song, your vocal comes forward much more to me on this song. That was Shane's doing. He has a fantastic studio in Ventura County. And when we were recording the vocals for this one, I, I really appreciate you talking about that because I'm remembering now what was going on that day in history. You know, it was the beginning of April in 2017 and woke up to the news that we had just randomly dropped some gigantic bomb on Syria. Mm. And, you know, I woke up to that and I'm basically in this very profound liminal state of being in the middle of recording a record in a place I've never been, with people I've never met, besides my producer. And I get this news. And, you know, so I dedicated, I took a selfie of myself, I put it on Instagram, I dedicated that song that day, the recording of that song to the people of Syria. I was like, what else am I going to do? I can't do anything else. There's nothing else to do, you know, except to find a way to express compassion. And I think clear to Shane from the moment he heard that song that that was going to be track 10 on the record. Sometimes it's hard to find that track 10. How do you how do you close out a record? I mean, like a lot of people don't even listen to records anymore 
But as artists, right. we still we're create a Spotify them. world where the computer yeah. decides what we're going to listen to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you know, you got that favorite song. It's so easy to go find it and put it on repeat now, which is which is a beautiful thing. Or a playlist. Or a playlist, right? Exactly. You know, so songs have to be produced on their, you know, as their own entities as well. But we were both invested in creating a record. I was going to press vinyl. I did press vinyl. I burned CDs. I pressed vinyl. So we're part of the small population of people who's thinking about that maybe in terms of this particular record, but it was clear that was going to be the closing song. And so, you know, I think from the beginning, it was being held in this kind of elevated position of being the final song on the record. And obviously it's at one end of the spectrum of, or one side of the sphere of the spectrum of, a, of um, vibes and moods on that record. And, you know, I think the way it was produced and the fact that Shane was working with Brian Yaskolka, who is a sonic imaging genius, when you listen to that song on headphones, you are hanging in space with that song and nothing else, you know? And I think that I still get that feeling down the back of my neck when I listen to that recording. I mean, I was moved to tears when I heard these mixes, you know, when I heard the final mixes on these, I, 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 I fell on the ground and like cried. I mean, it was like, it was a powerful, a powerful experience. And on this song in particular, the poignancy of what that song is about is reflected in the production to to a very great degree, as you're describing. Bandits on the Run in that interview, they said they know a song is done when um, the cello player cries. Who's in the band. <laughs> when the cello player cries. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the band and she's like, when, when, when I start crying, then I know the song is done. That's One more thing I wanted to say about that song is that, you know, as we were working with the list of about 15, 17 songs that I was comfortable with and felt right about putting on a record. It was interesting to see what Shane picked because I was like, you know, I have my own thoughts here, but I am hiring him as a producer and I want to know what he thinks. And it was interesting. Like there were some surprises for me. And actually this song, the fact that he loved this song so well and he could see exactly where it was going on the record actually surprised me. I don't, I'm not really sure why. I don't really remember why, but um, I just wanted to offer that because this is one of the ways I hold yet hold lightly on my work, you know, is to always with trepidation, but there's some people I'm like, nope, I totally trust you. And there's a really short list of people I would trust to produce one of my records. And <laughs> Shane was definitely the right one for the job. Mm-hmm. 